0: Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Wednesday, April 5th. Two big progressive victories in the Midwest last night. The Chicago mayor's race and that critical Wisconsin Supreme Court race. Progressives are feeling pretty good this Wednesday after two big victories in Chicago and in Wisconsin on Tuesday. You know, they said this would never happen. In Chicago, it was Brandon Johnson who voters chose. Johnson, a Cook County commissioner, will now become the next mayor of the nation's third largest city. He defeated Paul Vallis, a more moderate candidate who had been campaigning on a pro police message. The results with 91% of the vote tallied Johnson 51.4%, Vallis 48.6%. So nearly a three percentage point victory there for the progressive candidate. You may recall. Incumbent Mayor Lori Lightfoot didn't make it into the runoff in the first round of voting back in February. And in Wisconsin. Well, Wisconsin, guess what? We did it. We did it. The Democratic-backed candidate, Janet Protosawis, beat conservative Daniel Kelly. Listen to more of her Victory Night speech, courtesy of WISN. Our state is taking a step forward to a better and brighter future. Where our rights and freedoms will be protected. And while there is still work to be done, tonight we celebrate this historic victory that has obviously reignited hope in so many of us. <laughs> this one was not even close. Protosewis won fifty-five point four percent to forty-four point four percent, an eleven percentage point victory in one of the nation's most closely contested battleground states. Her margin in terms of raw votes with 99% of the vote in, 203,000 votes ahead of Kelly. Now, technically, that Supreme Court race in Wisconsin is nonpartisan, but it was anything but nonpartisan. It was quite clear from the tens of millions of dollars spent that Protasewitz was the liberal candidate backed by Democrats, and that Kelly was the conservative candidate backed by Republican allies and outside groups. Wisconsin is one of 14 states that directly elect its Supreme Court justices, with winners getting 10 year terms in the Badger state. And those tens of millions of dollars spent combined on both sides made this race the most expensive Supreme Court race ever in the United States. So what did we learn from this big Democratic progressive victory in Wisconsin last night? Well, one thing we learned is that abortion rights remains a politically potent issue to help Democrats drive voter turnout. We saw that throughout 2022 in special elections, in the general midterm election in the fall, all in the aftermath of the Dobbs decision overturning Roe versus Wade. And we saw that at play critically in this Wisconsin Supreme Court race. So now with this victory, which was for the swing seat on the Wisconsin Supreme Court, it will now shift to majority liberal Democrat controlled for the first time in 15 years. And what does that mean as it relates to abortion rights? Well, it means that the court could now overturn a state law from 1849 that bans abortion in nearly all circumstances, and that could happen as early as this fall. Now, both candidates refused to say exactly how they would rule on the issue leading up to the election, but I don't think there will be any surprises if you listen to all of their campaign rhetoric, where either one of these candidates stood? Prosewitz noted her personal support for abortion rights, while her opponent has done legal work for Wisconsin Right to Life. Another critical issue at play in this Wisconsin Supreme Court race deals with the role that the court can play in elections and voting laws ahead of 2024. Now, remember, in the 2020 presidential election. Justices at the Wisconsin Supreme Court rejected former President Donald Trump's efforts to throw out ballots in Democratic-leaning counties by one single vote. That's how close it was that the Wisconsin Supreme Court almost followed Donald Trump's lead to overturn a legitimate and fair election. Last year, the court barred the use of most ballot drop boxes and ruled that no one can return a ballot in person on behalf of another voter. Now, it's also set up to play a critical role in determining how the 2024 election is conducted and settling any potential disputes there. I do not think it is exaggeration to say that it is possible that the 2024 presidential election can hinge on the outcome of Wisconsin. It was one of the closest states in presidential election after presidential election. So a lot on the line here. Listen to both Protosiewicz and Kelly last night addressing supporters. Too many have tried to overturn the will of the people. Yep. Today's results show that Wisconsinites believe in democracy and the democratic process. We could have the rule of law or the rule of Janet. And the people of Wisconsin have chosen the rule of Janet. And I wish Wisconsin the best of luck, because I think it's going to need it. WTMJ had Kelly's event for us. And by the way, this new liberal majority on the Supreme Court in Wisconsin is also going to likely weigh in on the redistricting lines that occur both for congressional seats and for state legislative seats, which could prove really challenging for Republicans who are on the cusp of super majorities. In the Wisconsin state legislature and in Chicago, Brandon Johnson, a former teacher and current Cook County commissioner, was backed by the powerful teachers union. And guess what? With his victory over Paul Vallis, the former city schools superintendent, that teachers union in Chicago just got that much more powerful because they helped mobilize voters and deliver this victory. Now, Vallis put crime and public safety and policing right at the center Of his campaign, he was backed by the Chicago Fraternal Order of Police. Here was his concession speech last night, courtesy of WBBM. I'm honored and humbled by all of your support. I ran for mayor to bring the city together, and it's clear, based on the results tonight, that the city is deeply divided. So tonight, even though, of course, we believe every vote should be counted, I called Brandon Johnson and told him that I absolutely expect him to be the next mayor Of Chicago. Now, it's worth noting here Johnson had the backing of Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren. He represents the progressive left wing of the Democratic Party. And at a time where there's a battle within the Democratic Party and some hand wringing about how to avoid being painted as soft on crime and yet still be in favor of police reforms and how to message and present the Democratic brand of public safety, and safe cities at a time where crime is a significant challenge. That was at the center of this as well. And Johnson's victory in Chicago is going to make sure that that debate still takes place inside the Democratic Party. Here was his victory speech, courtesy of WLS. Tonight is a gateway to a new future for our city. A city that's truly safer for everyone by investing in what actually works to prevent crime. And that means youth employment, mental health centers, ensuring that law enforcement has the resources to solve and prevent crime. One thing to watch now, the Democrats' big decision on where to hold its 2024 presidential convention. It's a battle between Atlanta and Chicago. And does the election of Johnson impact the calculus for the National Party and for Joe Biden as to where they want to present their big national convention. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.